What's up, everybody? Welcome to Five Movie Madness. I have a question for you. Are you not entertained? Uh, this week's topic, we are doing Best Picture Winners. I'm your host, Matt Jansen, and as always, I'm joined by Corey. I'm the guy who tells you there are guys you can hit, and there are guys you can't hit. And Joe. I'm not going to lie, totally forgot to come up with a quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just panicked for 30 seconds. I'm like, think of one. Think of one. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yes, this week's topic is best picture winners. Probably one of the more difficult lists we had to do. Um, I know it was hard for both of you. It was probably equally as hard for me, but I had fun with it. It's fun revisiting movies that uh, the Academy considers the best of the year. So before we get into that, anything crazy happened either of you this week? Anything worth talking about? Not really, no. Okay. <laughs> Do we have a, 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 a Bennett, what has Bennett been watching email? We I was going to get actually, to that second, but okay. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> we, do, we do have that three-part one, so I can read part two of the... Yep, get to it. Let's okay, do, part do it two now? All right. Yeah. Hold on, internet is... Okay, there it is. Uh, Kong vs. Godzilla? Did you guys see that? Can we talk about I it? I did watch that, actually, yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it next weekend with my nephew. All right, so we're not going to do... Okay. We won't do spoilers for you, but okay. Bennett writes in his email, Kong versus Godzilla. Big? Yes. Action-y? Yes. Good, dramatic, important, worth my time? Nope. Thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> Reviews say otherwise. I, I mostly agree with Bennett's assessment of this one. Okay. I don't want to get too far into it, but... I mean, I don't love monster movies to begin with. But eh. I had fun shutting my brain off and and just parts of it are fun. Too much about it. Yeah, I didn't think too much about it when I was watching it. This want a lot of monster action, and I want it to be brightly lit. Because the first Godzilla movie, I feel, is the better of this monster universe. However, it's so damn dark. It's tough for me to. Oh, the Brian Cranston, Aaron Taylor yes. Johnson one. Yeah. Yes. 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 It is, it is definitely brighter. It's got it's got more of the the King Kong Skull Island brightness on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good for sure. Very good. Is that it for Mr. Bennett? That is it. That's it for. Yeah. We'll, we'll visit part three in the future. If someone was to send us an email, Joe, how would they do that? They'd send it to five movie my no oh my god five movie madness at gmail dot com with the number five. Very good. Thank you. All right, so Best Picture Winners is this week's topic. We have each created individual top five lists, which will be revealed to you now. There will be a round of five, four, three, and so on. If a movie appears on multiple lists, we will table that conversation into a later part in the show. Without further ado, Joe, what's your number five? Let's start things off strong. First of all, I, well, before I announce my number five, I'm going to say a lot of the uh, Best Picture winners, not who I would pick, but... I would agree with that. I checked out the years and the nominees, and there's some better movies that did not win. Yeah. Yeah. I try that, to exclude that's... those from my list. One of them, you maybe have an argument, but... We'll yeah, I'm not sure which ones, but what were you going to say, Corey? I, I purposefully started to... Or I said I should say I purposely stopped looking at a lot of the other nominees because I was noticing that a bunch of times. 
things that are that have made my list that I'm like was not the best movie. Probably should not have won, but for the sake of this list, it's like that's the one I'm going with. Yeah, kind of just and throw it's, the it's blinders like, on. Yeah, you have to at a certain point because this list was hard enough to come up with. Like, if I start trying to get into the weeds of like, was it actually the best movie of the year on top of it? Like, I would never have gotten done. I can't I weigh my finished. personal vendetta against like the 93 movies I got to pick from for this. Oh my god, so yeah. many! But you didn't see 93. No, was... I've seen. I think I wrote down. I think I've seen 33 best picture okay. winners. Yeah, 34. Thirty-four. I think I was forty-five. So let's start this off strong with my number five. It's probably going to be a table. My number five is Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, we're table it. Table that. I some was bitch. almost certain. <laughs> I'm glad that's commonality for all three. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bodes well. As I figured it would be. <laughs> Corey, what do you got, bud? Uh, this one is probably the most shocking movie on my list. Uh, I didn't see it till recently, believe it or not, or, or at least fairly recently. And it's Birdman, or the okay. whatever ignorance, blah blah blah. Yeah, we did that for our other show. Yeah, we did, we did, and that was the first time I had watched it in earnest. I think I had seen a bunch of it, but never really paid attention to it, and had to pay attention to it for the other show. It's a very Corey um, pick. It's very art house. Yes, absolutely. Um, I like the story that the, I like the story that they're going with on it too. It's, it's weird, but you can still follow it. Uh, I think Michael Keaton is phenomenal. It might be my favorite Michael Keaton movie. I I think it's, we'll find out one day. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) I mean, I think as far as like my favorite movies that Michael Keaton's in, it's either this or the founder. And I mean, I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I, I, but like Michael Keaton is allowed to do things in this and, the founder that he doesn't get to do as Batman, which is why I kind of give this a little bit more clout for him. He was but nom- it, he was nominated for best actor, did not win. Do you and know I, who won? I think it's Eddie Redmayne. I think I so think too. For theory uh, of everything, theory of everything, right? I that, think so. Yeah, that tracks. I I think that that's probably a good call too. It was sad though because Michael Keaton won the Golden Globe. And when he stood up to clap for Eddie Redmayne, he was seen putting his acceptance speech in his jacket pocket. Oh. Not a good look. <laughs> Not a good look. No. I mean, he he did. I mean, he laid it. He laid it all out on the table in this movie. Like he he doesn't phone in a single scene. And, and like no. every movie, there's always like one or two scenes where you're like, oh, maybe the guy kind of phoned it in a little bit here, and he doesn't. Michael Keaton is great throughout the whole thing. It's a weird story. It's it is hard to follow. I will I will say that that's one of the reasons it's so low on my list is that it's it's a relatively difficult movie to follow and you do have to suspend logic at different points and that's sometimes takes you out of it. I absolutely love the first half of Birdman. It takes such a weird turn in the second half of Birdman that that's why it doesn't make my list. But if it was all like the first half, love it. Yeah, the first half of the movie is is phenomenal. You're absolutely right. It does. Yeah, right around the time that he kind of like has his break with reality is kind of like, all right, things are going to go fucking sideways yeah. here. Like, He's also basically Batman in this. If Batman were like an actor, well, sure. he's still being I, Batman. I, I always thought that that was kind of what they were going yeah, for. Yeah. Like absolutely. why they put Keaton into it, right? Like, It's absolutely. he's When he's doing the Birdman voice, he's mocking Christian Bale. That was a thousand percent intentional. Yeah. Smells like balls. <laughs> <laughs> That should have been my opening line. No. <laughs> Miss your Could opportunity. Have been. Could have been. 
Uh, I mean, you can do it in post, Jeff. I, I won't. Always fix my it integrity. In I'm nothing without my integrity. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to harp on it. I'm sure there are other movies that we're going to want to talk about more. So I'm not going to harp on this much much longer. But yeah, solid, okay. solid pick. Everybody's good. Very good. All right, brings us to my number five, and it is what a late addition. I had to be true to myself here. It didn't make my initial list. Then I watched something on my initial list that I'm like, ah, I got to take something off because I enjoy this movie. Oh, this sucks. So damn much. It doesn't suck. <laughs> None of these suck. But um, it is the best picture winner the year after Birdman. It happens to be my favorite Michael Keaton performance, and that is Spotlight. Okay. Yeah, I had a feeling this was going to make your list. <laughs> yeah, I had to put it in there at number five. It's kind of tough weighing the recent Best Picture winners against, like, the movies from the 70s because they just have so much, like, cultural impact and lore behind them. But I just enjoy the hell out of Spotlight. If you haven't seen it, definitely see it. It's a true story based on uh, the Spotlight team of the Boston Globe was a division of their newspaper who investigated the... uh, pre-sex scandal of the Roman Catholic Church in the uh, Archdiocese in Boston. And they go really in-depth. It happened uh, early 2000. The movie came out in 2015, 2016, that time frame, but it takes place in 2001. Uh, it's a solid cast of Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, um, Lee Schreiber. And it's, uh, it's very good. I love journalism movies um, in particular. That's probably like my second favorite style of film behind courtroom dramas. And um, sports movies is like a different category on its own for me. That's what I love. You love so talkies. Much. But, yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, ju- journalism movie, from a journalism standpoint, it's like just reporters investigating a story and then uncovering more and more and more and getting people to talk is fascinating to me. And this movie certainly does that. Looking at the nominees for that year, I believe it certainly deserved to win from that year. I don't think it was the favorite going into it. It was going up against, like, Big Short and Mad Max Fury Road came out that year, which is another favorite of mine. I think oh, that, I'm surprised it didn't win. I'm still surprised it didn't win. That movie won more awards, but Spotlight wound up taking home the, the, the big prize. The gold, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I remember Michael Keaton... Morgan Freeman announced a winner for that Oscars, and then Michael Keaton was like walking like on stage, and he was like fist bumping and going like, "Yeah!" It was like really cool. So. <laughs> Spotlight definitely takes the number five spot for me. You guys seen uh, it? Can you comment? Yeah, okay. I, I, I. So I went up and down this list a whole bunch of times and just did like wrote the ones down that I had seen. And I, I guess I, for whatever reason, I forgot to write down Spotlight. I have definitely seen it. I, I don't know why it was a weird blind spot in my list. I don't know that it would have. I don't know that it would have cracked five. Um, but I would have definitely had a longer conversation with myself about putting Birdman at five if I had remembered Spotlight because it's it is really good. I mean, I I can't speak to the accuracy necessarily of the like. I know that the situation on the whole is accurate. Like that's a thing that happened. The Boston globe broke that story, but like the inside stuff that they were showing in the movie, I don't know how real that stuff was, but even still, like I I don't necessarily care that much because the story that they wrote and 
made into the in this movie is so um, engrossing and captivating that like it, it, I I'm okay if they bent reality to write the movie the way that they wrote the movie. Like it, it was it's such a good story. The way they wrote the story is phenomenal. There's a dramatic element where um, Michael Keaton's character may have had information which could have broke the story years prior and he has kind of like buried it in the, in the section so it didn't get a lot of traction. I don't know how accurate that is. But they, they I think with all movies, especially ones based on a true story, you kind of have to add little dramatical effects. Yeah, you got to make it a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a whole thing too with the um, Freedom of Information Act and public record and, and uh, Mark Ruffalo's character um, is trying desperately to get this document unsealed and he figures out a loophole in order to, in order to do it. And again, I don't know how accurate that is, but um, you know, it's just, it makes for a compelling story. It's for movies based on a true story, if they can keep you on the edge of your seat and entertained when you kind of know what the outcome is going to be anyway, that's the sign of a good movie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do get you do get a little bit of the uh, Oscar grab moments in this, though. I mean, a, a little bit, a, little, <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it. Mark Ruffalo for I, sure. Yes. Oh yeah, and, and honestly, I don't think yeah. that was. I had never thought about those moments in movies until I became friends with Matt Jansen, and then <laughs> he. He did like a glass shattering moment for me, and now I can't go back and unsee these moments anymore. And now I catch them every time. I'm like, "You Oscar grabbing son of a yeah. bitch!" He's really Oscar going for it. He's really swinging big. That's hey, it. Hey, going, going ham. Yeah. Ruffalo um, nominated did not win. Lost to Mark Rylance, who also didn't deserve to win. He was in Bridge of Spies. It should have went to Sylvester Stallone for playing Rocky Balboa in Creed. <laughs> that was. As close as he's gonna get in this yeah. his life, that that should have been his lifetime achievement, so to speak, award. But he didn't get. Yeah, it. that was that was I definitely. Sure, should gonna give it to him for an Expendables movie. No, absolutely not. Right. But yeah, spotlight's spotlight's good. I'll weigh in on it. It's just right. spotlight falls in like the weird middle category where it's a good movie, but it's just not gonna be good enough to make my list. Okay, fair enough. But the two movies I have list. on my bubble. <laughs> Yeah. The two movies I have on my bubble are like all-time classics. Spotlight is not better than those two. However, I'm going to I'm oh, going to yeah, turn no. Spotlight on every single time. Over. It's your top 5. That's yep. the whole point exactly. of this. Exactly. I, I decided my bubble was just going to be if we decided to extend it out to make a top 10 list instead of 5. So I have 5 bubble movies. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, I just remember doing the other show I made a comment about how I would rather watch the internship over a shape of water, and somebody emailed in and was like really mad about it. They were so really make mad. A, I want to make it perfectly clear <laughs> that certain movies are better than what I have on my list, but I have a show you don't. It's my top five. Get over it. <laughs> that, I want to make it very clear that I would rather watch the internship over the shape of water. Yes. That still remains. That's not, that hasn't changed for me. It's gonna I be watched awkward. the internship like a month ago. Yes, it's very I, good. I, I'm due for a rewatch. It's going to be awkward and Joe's number four is A Shape of Water. Uh, speak- <laughs> you think it's that low? No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. All right, I think we're at that time, though. We can turn the light out on Spotlight. Joe, what's your number four? Hey, nice one. 
Uh, my number four is... I feel like people are going to be angry that it's at number four, but The Godfather. That's a table, my friend. Okay. One day I'll talk about a movie I picked. <laughs> All right, Corey. Corey, what's your number four? I'm interested to see if we're going to have to table this one again. Uh, I put Silence of the Lambs at number four. Yeah, we're going to have to table that again. I had a feeling. Okay. Which brings us to my number four. This is making my list no matter what. It is the movie that got me into movies. And that is a 1976 film, Best Picture winner of the 49th Academy Awards, Rocky. We're going to table that. Nice! I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I thought that would be I'll higher see. on your list. That's okay. one of the ones I thought would be number one. Okay. It's a bubble movie for me. All right. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Which is really weird, being the guy from Philly in this podcast. That's true. Podcast. That's funny. He's the greatest Philadelphia athlete in sports history, so, I mean... He's up there. <laughs> Definitely up there. At least in sports movie history. No, 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 sports history. <laughs> Make that perfectly clear. <laughs> it's not that type of podcast. Joe, no, what's your no, number no. three? <laughs> <laughs> We're back to me already. Huh? Uh, my number three is In the Heat of the Night. That is my number three. Nice. Synergy. Let's go. Yeah. Did, have not seen it, did not get around to watching it. It's from 1967. It stars Sidney Poitier, who is a... Black, uh, he's a detective, right? He's not Foren- just a cop. Forens- forensic detective. Yeah, yeah. From Philadelphia, oddly enough. Yeah, and he goes into the South to help with a case where it's all white supremacy. It's all white officers and police department. It's a very good movie. It's a it's an important movie. The fact that it was made in 1967, I watched it like three years ago and loved it. Yep. Great. Great staying power. This is definitely a movie that's in my wheelhouse too. So I gotta, I gotta add this to the list. I think you would like it, Corey. Some... What's it? Uh, one more time. In the, the heat, heat of, of the, the night. night. Sorry. Yep. No, you're fine. It's a, it's a. I consider it a summer movie, Joe. Like, Jaws yeah, is a summer yeah. It's, movie it's for kind me. of a. It is kind of a summer movie. I watch it every summer, um, since I've seen it. You know, a uh, summer feel-good movie. <laughs> well, I mean. It's it's a f- good friendship story. Like I like how the friendship develops between Rod Steiger and Sidney Poitier. Oh yeah, no, that, that that part really really helps redeem the movie. Rod Steiger actually took home Best Actor for this, where you figured Sidney Poitier That's crazy would be the to lead, me. right? Yeah, there's so many like little things like that. Mm. I guess yeah, I don't you know, that. for the time period, maybe that was the way to go for the Academy there. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Times have since changed. Because Sydney's great in this. Yes, he is. They call him Mr. Tibbs. They do. Another, another candidate to be my opening line. <laughs> oh, I should have thought, damn it. There's so many. <laughs> they call yeah, me Mr. Joe. So, so uh, pretty much Joe's kind of hit the nail on the head with this one. Um, it is a, a black police officer who you don't know is a police officer at the time traveling down south to visit his mom. And he kind of gets stuck waiting for a train. And a murder happens in this town, so naturally he gets arrested for it, because you know he's the only black guy in town. And he's a stra- he's a stranger too. They don't recognize him, so they bring him in, and he cannot wait to get out of there. He proves his innocence, and then his police captain, who we don't see over the phone, recommends that he stays and help solve the murder. And it's much to his detriment because he's trying to get home. He's not safe there. And there's a lot of prejudice and racism, and nobody wants him around. So he's kind of like on his own here. 
but the police captain chief played by Rod Steiger is like realizes I don't know how to solve a murder. This guy kind of knows what he's talking about. I I just got to kind of let him do his thing here. This guy seems like a good cop. <laughs> yeah, and I guess looking from it from like that perspective, it's it's a small town in the south, very small town. Murders probably don't happen every day, and he is way, way, way out of his depth here. Oh yeah, when so, you when you know everyone in town, generally not a lot of murders happen. Exactly. He arrests a multiple person on a case. I guess it happens on multiple times. It's Sidney Portier and then um, two other times, right? They, he accuses uh, the kid from the pool hall mm-hmm. that they chased down on the bridge, and then they accuse one of his own deputies, right? Because money's missing at some point. I think so. I think that, I think that's. Right. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's one of those movies where you're trying to figure out who the killer is, but that's not the most important thing going on. The most important thing is the relationship developing between the black detective and the white police chief in the in the small southern town in the '60s. So, incredibly well acted. The the story is is well done. I wouldn't mind if they remade this. I think they could remake it today in modern times, and it would still have the same poignant effect. I don't know if they need to remake it. I, it has staying power, but yeah. maybe just take the same story and call it something else. I don't know. I feel like they have. I feel like that movie's already been made, but I'm just they could make it like, again. Yeah, what it, what it is. I'm sure they will make it again, yeah, too. Right? Hollywood. And it'll get nominated for Best Picture. They should. And people are like, this is just a ripoff of In the Heat of the Night. <laughs> well, we'll say it for sure. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> you can quote us now. Yeah, absolutely. Very good choice for your number three. Right back at you. All right. Corey, what do you got for number three? My number three is No Country for Old Men. Okay. Okay. Uh, one of the best depictions of uh, a sociopath in movies. Sure. Pretty much exactly what you, like, if you were to diagnose somebody with psychopathy, that's what it looks like. Um, it's a crime movie. It's it's bonkers. The story itself is bonkers, but goddamn is it fun. And it's like, it's oddly suspenseful for a movie that doesn't, read like it's going to be I guess like I I always feel like I have to be on the edge of my seat and I'm uncomfortable in this movie and I'm not used to seeing that in this much light every scene right like it's every scene so bright every scene with Anton Chigurh you're uncomfortable you're on the edge of your seat because you just don't know what he's going to do for real it's really Um, it's really unsettling it's very yeah it is it's super unsettling it's a Coen Brothers film um Definitely deserved to win that year. I remember seeing it with my dad, and we both kind of looked out of it, scratching our heads. Like, we enjoyed it, but it was kind of one of those, like, what the hell did I just watch type of deals. Which it, For sure. The mm-hmm. Coen brothers is like, that's kind of their thing. I, that's I their bread say. and butter. Yeah, so, uh, it, you know, it's it's stuck with you, right? So, um, I, I yeah. you kind of appreciate that, where you see a movie and you're still thinking about it days later. Like yeah, that's that makes it like worthy of like a best. Still picture scared movie. of that nail gun thing. Yeah, the air yeah. canister. That, ca- that cattle gun. Whatever yeah. the hell it was that, that was crazy. That he just like, but he just carries around the CO2 with him. Like he doesn't like use like single use CO2 cartridges like everybody else on the planet. Like it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely the best part of the movie. Um just how how well he nails that like uncomfortable 
uncomfortable moments. Like he really like lives in those uncomfortable moments throughout the course of the movie. Um, making the dude flip the flip a coin. That's if he lives or dies. Best scene in the movie. Best scene in the movie. Oof, yeah. And he lives by the coin flip, like too. Like yeah. <laughs> you probably wanted to kill that guy, but you know what? Came up tails or heads. Luck was on his side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, worked out. It's a real life Two Face moment, and you're like, oh god, it's weird. Like when Two Face does this type of nonsense in a Batman game or a Batman movie, you're like, oh, it's fine because it's a comic book movie. So to watch a dude do it in real life, you're like, that's somehow creepier and more like uncomfortable, and it's. You know, you get to you get to live in those moments, and it's reasonably uncomfortable in the Dark Knight. That, it is. I'm not saying it is. It's a live, movie setting. I mean, it's not like real life. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. If I was watching like a like a convenience store footage of that going on in real life, I would be crapping my pants. But you know, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no uh, thanks. I'm gonna not watch that video. Great, great, I, I, great cast too. Uh, oh, star studded. Josh Brolin, oh, sure. Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones. I can't think of who played Antoine Chigurh. I was confused. Uh, Javier him. Bardem. Is it Javier yeah. Bardem? Yeah, okay. it is. It's Javier Bardem. Very good. Yeah, he's I th- a psycho. Oh, definitely. That weird haircut. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bowl cut. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't know how people read or react to things. He doesn't care how people read or react to things. So it's like, this is what I do with my hair. Deal it's with an it. efficient way um, to cut hair on your own. Yeah. I um. I think the one thing about this movie is that the ending is a little more lackluster than I would have liked. I feel like you you kind of are building this pretty epic movie. All this shit happens and it gets builds and builds and builds. And then there's like a five minute ending that I'm like, I'm not sure that I loved this. Like, that's the only thing about this movie that i don't like and it's a shame that it's the ending that's like the one scene that i'm like eh, i'm not sure if i like, it's like it. the hardest I, part of the movie to nail yeah it is it is it's still the takeaway is the same i i you know it's still it still was very thought-provoking for me i did say earlier this was a clear-cut winner that year thinking back um there will be blood also came out that year and i know on another podcast they debate <laughs> debate all the time whether or not that should have won best picture or not. i've never seen that one it's very long. I prefer No Country for Old Men. There Will Be Blood is very good also. Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible in it. But um, I, I, I still would give the nod to No Country for Old uh, for old Men. Same. All right. We're already... You got to be in it. Got Daniel Day-Lewis mood. <laughs> sure. Um, we already did my number three. It was in the heat of the night. Yeah. So, Joe, what do we got for number two? Moving right along. This is going to be a quicker episode than I imagined it would be. It's going to be tough to order these. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, it depends what comes up on that wheel. Sure. So, my number two, we're headed back to Philly because it's Rocky. Okay, we can talk about it. We can. Rocky, well, this is another if I'm honest with myself moments. Like, outside of my number one, like, if I'm going to watch any of the movies that have won Best Picture, it's Rocky. And probably maybe even above number one. Rocky is so much fun. It's it's such a sot like the first time I watched Rocky I didn't even like it that much. Wow. It took time for me to to fully appreciate because the first time I was like Stallone's unintelligible, I can't understand what he's saying, and then you just appreciate the character. And also the second time you see it, it's way easier to understand him once you get used to the oh, character yeah. that he's playing in Rocky <laughs> Balboa. Yeah, you just have to listen to Sylvester Stallone talk once or twice, and then you'll kind of yeah. you'll get used to he's it. The greatest sports hero in Philly history. 
it's a it's a it's an excellent sports movie though. It got me into enjoying boxing movies, which is a subgenre I guess that I enjoy a lot now. A lot of those. And it it's it's crazy from like a screenwriting perspective because he wrote a movie where the hero loses and you still he he loses but he wins. It's a fine line to walk. People's champion. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a such a well done movie. I could talk about Rocky forever. I know you can. <laughs> Surprised um, it wasn't higher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just there's there's a lot of good movies on my list. That's um, that's totally fair. It's, it's the movie that got me into movies. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I was I think I was sitting on the floor of my parents' bedroom and I was watching it on TV. I think it was a Rocky marathon on TBS or something. And I only caught the second half of it and it went right into Rocky Two. And I'm like, What is this? This is awesome. It was it was just so good. It was so compelling from a sports movie standpoint. But also from like a character study, a screenwriting standpoint, Rocky is the ultimate underdog. And this is another one of those movies where they can make a movie about the making of this movie. Where <laughs> Sylvester Stallone wrote this screenplay, was poor, had to sell his dog. I think it was eating dog food at a time to like make he ends meet. Sell his yeah, dog? the dog in the movie. But yeah. this was Stallone's dog. He actually sold the dog and got him back eventually in order to like to pay rent for for a week. Like he had Man, how no much money. Did dogs go for. I don't know. I think he sold the dog for like three hundred bucks. That's uh, crazy. I don't. I, I think. I, 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 yeah, if I remember reading the story right, it was like three hundred dollars. He he sold the dog for. That's insane. And then went back and paid three thousand to get the dog back. I I don't know the like figure. He got paid, but I I don't I don't know, man, because the dog's in the movie and he didn't get that much Iraqi, which is funny because. He could have sold this screenplay for like two hundred and fifty grand, but they would have owned the screenplay. He wouldn't have, and he couldn't be in it. And he wanted to star in this. The man's poor. He's turning down two hundred and fifty large, and he's saying, "No, I want to be in this thing." He appeared in a couple of movies prior to Rocky, but um, he's they wanted Robert Redford for the part. He's like, "Nah, if I can't be in it, I'm not going to sell it." So finally, he convinces the studio to like do it with him in it, and just like the casting of it, who like he found Burgess Meredith not his first choice at all is actually Lee J. Cobb, who's in Twelve Angry Men. He's the uh, oh juror number two. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Who kind of looks like Stallone a little bit, and that would have been an inter- interesting well, dynamic he, for. He for looks Mickey. like Stallone's dad. Yeah, yeah and kind like, of. And I think they're supposed to represent like a father-son relationship in the movie too. Okay. So it would have worked out pretty well. He changed the script several times. He originally Mickey was a racist, and that was Mickey's motivation for training Rocky against Apollo Creed. He didn't want to have a. Black I'm glad they nixed that. Him. Yeah, right. Because yeah, Mickey's like been... a lovable character, yeah. and you, you don't want that at all. And the Apollo's original, great. The original ending is uh, everybody mobs Apollo in the ring and Rocky kind of slunks off to the side and walks out into a tunnel with Adrian, like, hugging him. And it's like, did not test well with audiences because I love the ending. I love the ending of Rocky. Yeah, he doesn't it's, care it's about excellent. the reporters just screaming Adrian. And he, the character does what he sets out to do. He won. But he doesn't, yeah, but he's saying, I can't yeah. beat him. I just can't do it, but to prove he it to myself, to I don't want to be another bum from the neighborhood. It's just a great story. Mm-hmm. Amazing score by Bill Conti. Um, that that music is on everybody's gym playlist. I don't care who you are. Everybody. Well, <laughs> well I mean, Eye of the Tiger is on my gym playlist. So. Okay. Well, Eye of the Tiger doesn't come out until Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Mm-hmm. But the the Rocky theme, yes, that's one of the more yes. iconic score themes oh, ever. Oh yes, yeah, Score definitely. themes is probably not a right term, but it's fine. 
running up the steps, uh, the training montage. And yeah, good luck going to Philadelphia, driving by the art museum, and not seeing people reenacting that. There was zero zero times in Philadelphia where somebody isn't twenty four seven. There's someone running 20, up. The steps. I'm not fucking exaggerating. I, I think the it. only time it hasn't happened was when the Snow Eagles won the Super Bowl. No, no, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl because that's where the parade ended. So people weren't allowed on the stairs. Oh, wow. Maybe the only time in history that it since this movie came out that Smart. people aren't doing that. I've never done it. I've refused to do it. I've been by the steps. I look up the steps and I'm like, those are Rocky steps. I'm not going to do it. I'm never yeah. going to, never going to climb them. But, uh, yeah, I man. Mean, I've climbed them God knows how many times, but I also went to the art museum. That's sure. a different can of worms, I guess. Sometimes you just got to jog up the steps to get to the art museum, you know? <laughs> uh, it's yeah. cool how they shot that scene too. Cause you know, the original scene where, uh, Rocky's running up the steps where he's winded and he's like holding his side or whatever. They mm-hmm. uh, shot that scene like right afterwards. And I think they reversed the negative uh, to where he like, he's actually doing everything in reverse, like for the cut that you see. It's just, it's interesting in that fact. I don't know why they did it that way. I, I forget that. But this is also the first movie to feature the steady cam where you could actually follow somebody running and run with the camera and the camera wouldn't be shaky. So. I know there's a lot, a lot of groundbreaking things with this film, and uh, this is the one to where it's like I don't know if it should have won that year. It came, it was, it was a Hall of Fame nominee class that year. The other two it went up against um, All the President's Men, which is another phenomenal journalism movie, and then uh, Network, which is like a movie with a lot of staying power, also. So Rocky was kind of like an upset in it in, uh, in itself. The ultimate underdog. And uh, as a movie character in the ultimate underdog winning best picture. So, gotta love this it. Is... Except in the Oscars, he actually wins. He does win. Yeah. I always forget or don't think of this movie as a, like a movie that would be deserving of an Oscar or like nominated or like even nominated. I love this movie. I, I grew up with this movie. Obviously, it's a big part of who I was as a kid because being a kid from right outside Philly, like, that's just, you know, we all we all clearly were obsessed with this movie. But I just always assumed that it was just a regional movie. I mean, before I was really into movies. It's a Philly-exclusive movie. <laughs> no, not a Philly-exclusive movie, but, like, you know, the staying power of rock. Like, I grew up around people that watched Rocky all the time. And again, if Rocky's on, if I'm at my buddy's place and Rocky's on, we're, we're, that's what we're watching. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess what we're staying in tonight. <laughs> yeah, like it just—it's just what happened. So to find out, like I, I was much older when I even found out that it had won Best Picture, and it still to this day is like yeah. surprising to me. It just doesn't feel like it's not an Oscar Beatty movie. Exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, kind of gives makes it more endearing for me. Like it, it's. It's a movie. It, it, it lives up to its own name, right? Like, it's coming up against odds that it should it shouldn't be able to, you know, be able to like keep up with the with the big guns, but it does, and it and it. I mean, and of course, this movie holds up <laughs> holds up better than most movies. Period. Like, I could still turn Rocky on and be like, "Y'all watch the shit out of this right now." Like, I I love love this movie. We're still not going out tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Us being born in the late 80s and then when growing up to appreciate movies, seeing Rocky for the first time, the first five Rocky movies were out. So Rocky wasn't like an individual film. It was a franchise. So I think that hurts it for people in our age. Like if we grew up with it, like if we were in our teens when Rocky came out, 
we I think as much as we appreciate it now, we would appreciate it even more. The franchise kind of weighs it down because sure. the first one's an incredible film, and the rest of them are like pretty good movies. So it's it's, it's like a uh, difference in, in that. And aspect. Rocky Five came out really around when we were here, and that's the only bad one. Yeah, 1990. Yeah, I still watch the shit out of it though. It's not good though. It's part of, it's part of the saga. <laughs> also. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Okay. I, I see you. I have that I shirt in blue. Nice. Blue and gold. Classy. Uh, the only Rocky stuff I have, shirt or like clothing-wise, I think I've got a my um my best friend got married. It like it, a lot a lot of the a lot of the stuff was Rocky themed because he that's his favorite film is Rocky. Um. So like Good I think we had like a. T- yeah, I think we had like Italian Italian socks. Like I think like those were like the so- like the groomsman gift was like a pair of socks with like that were like that color with like the Italian stallion symbol on it, like the gold. Um, yeah, it's again, I don't, I don't think people from where I'm from, right outside Philadelphia, generally wear rocky things. It's kind of cliche or taboo to be <laughs> two, walking two around on, two on the nose. Two on the nose. It's like oh, okay, well, which you think you think you're fucking rocking Balboa? Get the fuck out of here. I have, uh, it's the movie I've owned the most. I had it on VHS, DVD multiple times, and I own the set on Blu-ray. Laserdisc. And I have the, uh, I have... Digital codes. I have the collection of uh, Rocky movie posters in my basement hanging up on display, so... Can confirm. They are there. They are there. And they are glorious. They're pretty awesome. There's a mistake on one of them. Pisses me off. Oh, yeah, right. What are you going to do? Got it from Etsy. Shout out to Etsy. <laughs> Shout out to Etsy, not a sponsor. <laughs> uh, yes. Yet. All right. I think we can ring the bell on Rocky. Hey, Corey. What you did there? <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is The Departed. Wow. I okay, that was my guess for number one for you. I couldn't. Really? Okay. I couldn't do it. Because you think it is a better movie that year? No, because of all the Scorsese movies there are, that's the one that won Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like three or four other ones I would probably rank a little higher than The Departed. Although I love the crap out of The Departed. Yeah, but. that's a fair point. You got, I mean, that's a fair point. But it, it, it made the list and like being true to myself. Sure. You know, there were definitely other movies that I could have put on this list. But I was like, you know what? I'll watch The Departed. Like, I watch The Departed all the time. I, I Especially now with it being on Netflix or at least where it, when it was there for a while. I'm like... It's such a it's a long film. Like that's you know, the longer the movie, the harder it is to like just sit down and watch it. But even still, like I, this movie is incredibly enjoyable from start to finish. Like I, I don't find a single moment in this movie that I'm like, eh, I don't care about this scene. I can move on from here. Like every every little thing that happens over the course of the movie is just, it's just a work. Like every scene's a work of art, and I, the the performances are stellar. It's. It's everything that a movie should be in a lot of ways for me. It's the only remake to win Best Picture. That's a remake? I didn't realize yeah. that. Infernal Affairs. It's a, it's a foreign film that this movie remade. Called the, oh, the, the, oh, right. Yeah, okay. I think I actually do um, remember hearing about that. I, my second favorite Leo movie is probably my second favorite Matt Damon movie. There would be the two leads in this. I think Jack Nicholson's kind of terrible in this. <laughs> That's what it kind of weighs it down a little bit. He's like, a little overacting. He's he's way overacting. Yeah. He start he's kind of like 
I don't know. I feel like he walked on the set with like a bag of fake cocaine and dildos and said, Martin, <laughs> Martin, I'm doing this. <laughs> you want me in it? I'm doing it. Original choice to play that role is Al Pacino, which would have been weird having a... It's about the same, I, I, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I think Al Pacino would have yelled a lot more. He might have. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't think... At this I, point in his career. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have hurt the movie uh, by any standpoint because Jack is well over the top. Pacino would have matched or exceeded that energy. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark Wahlberg's incredible. There was always rumors they were going to make a spinoff movie about his character, which would have been cool, I thought. He might be my favorite Still character. character you can really yeah. make a movie about. And I love the holy shit moments in this movie. Uh, there's, several, there's a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, there's one. I love when the entire theater gasps. And I saw this movie multiple times in theaters, packed houses, and it every never failed. Everybody audibly went, <gasps> and it was like really cool. So did they um, just? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it, is it the moment in the elevator? Yes. Yeah. That's that's a hundred percent the most gas moment. <laughs> yeah, and it also uh, assumably, but I could also see Mar- the, the rooftop. Sheen. Yeah, yeah, I could mm. also see the the Martin Sheen rooftop be, being that. He's that's actually one of my only gripes about the whole movie is when. Um, the guy who's in Shawshank Redemption. Boggs. Oh, Boggs, yeah. I don't know whenever, the actor's name. He's not. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. He's but whenever, name. like, when he's when he's dying on the couch, he's like, I gave you the wrong address. I was like, yeah, by, like, three numbers. He could have just been walking by looking. Like, it's not that crazy to just be like, well, I was in the area. Like, I had to find you eventually. I wasn't just going to be like, oh, wrong address. And Did turn he say the home. wrong street? He too. lives. No, no, no. He said the right street. He, he like, said, mixed up the number. I thought he said Washington, and it was Wash. I thought, I don't know. Could be, you, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I'll have to go back and watch again. I just thought he, like, mixed up the numbers. I think he and, gave like, the, the, wrong, numbers backwards. the wrong numbers. He might have given that yeah. as well. And I was always just like, I feel like that's so easy to just work around and be like, yeah, I still had to still had to find you guys. But even if it was the wrong street, I still had to find you guys. Like, so my one of my only gripes is, like, with, like, the logic in the movie. Yeah, but again, at that point, too, it tells you, okay, we got, as a member of the audience, we cannot trust anybody because in this twisted world of criminals and cops, some are dirty and some of them are informants, and you're not going to be able to tell who is who until, like, the very end. One thing I do, a criticism of The Departed, if they just left this out, the stupid rat at the end on the balcony, that building doesn't have rats, come on. And it's way too on the nose. But it's, it's symbology. Of, it's it's very <laughs> insulting, is what it is. And yeah, I it's, don't, it's, 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 come it's on, dumb. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair, fair argument. Yeah, I, I. It's for me that moment, while too on the nose and a little ridiculous. I, I just don't care. Like at that point in time in the movie, I'm the movie's done. Like what? Like that one? Like pan up scene to the rat to like looking over balls and like I don't give a shit about that scene it's e- I, it, it's, it's eating a a, da- a roll or some piece of bread on the balcony like looking at the golden dome it's literally the last thing we see in the movie so it's like, I know I, but I just like, I just stop I just stop right after right after he fires the gun and walks out I'm like okay movie's over like I could turn the movie off at that point my own like the only thing I wanted after the finale like the, like the third act of that movie was to see Clapping. what we saw <laughs> no, it's just like, like I, the only thing I needed was to see him was to see him get shot. Like I, I hate when, hate when people don't get their comeuppance. 
Well, he certainly gets it. He gets it, and that's what matters most. That would have been a terrible ending. Matt Damon gets well, away. I, I, w- I, I wouldn't have been shocked to see that be the ending, though. Like that wouldn't. That's so unsatisfying. Yes, it is unsatisfying, but that's also the world of dirty, crooked cops a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel he wins. Uh, this this movie wins if that's the ending they go with. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree, but still, wouldn't have shocked me if it happened. Yeah, the part is good. It's it falls in yeah, that spotlight good. category. I like it, but I'm probably not going to watch it again. I, I like that. Anytime I like that movie a lot. Jack Nicholson kind of. How you how you gonna how are you going to text in your pocket using the phone keys without oh, looking? Oh, T9 texting? That's insane. Oh, that is... That's, oh, that's so I, hard I, to do. T9? Yeah. In, in my in my heyday, I could definitely T9 text you under the desk. You could no cold. look T9 text with your life yes. on the line? Absolutely not. Don't I, not, I never had to, I never had to do it with my that, life That on sounds the line. like one of those YouTube challenge videos, like the T9 no look text. There's got, someone's got to like replay this, like, Made a video like, all right, let's see if this could actually happen. What text did you get? Blurker, <laughs> like you can't I, even get it close and have like autocorrect, like fill something in. Are you like, sure it, there was no autocorrect? Exactly. In that thing. No, there's no way. He got he got lucky in that like the the word he was typing was the first word that T nine came up with. That was the only thing. Like if you had to like scroll through, then you're fucked. Ugh. That's a good scene, too, where he's like, who are you? Like, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other guy. Another classic <laughs> classic line for that movie you can use in real life. Yeah. Gotta appreciate those. How's your mother? Alec Baldwin is such, an, uh, is such a phenomenal ca- category in this. Uh, cameo category. It's a phenomenal ca- uh, cameo in this. The couple scenes that he's in, I fucking love him. It's just the right dose of Alec Baldwin in a movie. Yeah, like it's Alec exactly. It's it's, his boss and accent's right probably the worst, though. Definitely. That's why he's on screen for the least. I just wonder, like, you start doing your Boston accent if, like, you don't have the director come over, like, hey, man, don't do it. No one's going to care. <laughs> you could be an import. You can't do it. You tried. All right, not everybody's from here. Just uh, don't do it. Ah, all right. So, The Departed, Corey's number two. My number two. Which brings us to my number two. Moment of truth. Which was the multiple tables from earlier? It's Silence of the Lambs, guys. Ah, uh, so that means I, that means I guessed wrong on your number one and now know what it is. I think I know your number one, and I'm still in play for Corey's number. I one. I actually so. know Corey's now. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm fairly confident in myself. But yes, let's talk about Silence of the Lambs and how it. great it is. It's pretty great. Uh, anytime a horror thriller is nominated and rewarded for being an amazing film. I am on fucking board. I think it is one of the genres that is the most underrepresented in a lot of award seasons. Horror movies don't get the... I'm trying to think of another like horror thriller movie that actually has won. I don't think I can. It's tough. I, going off of the list, I read a number of times. I didn't see any. It, it does not happen. But I guess even... One Flew Over the Cougar's Nest is a thriller, kind of. Thriller, yeah. No. no? I wouldn't call that a thriller. That's like closer Closest, than closer. most other movies. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that's a and that's the thing, like, th- yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, so anytime one of those gets gets in there, I'm I'm all about it. And I, goddamn, is this movie not brilliant? It it's suspenseful. It's well acted. It's a just twisting turn, like 
topsy-turvy enough to like keep you on your toes and you're trying to figure out how they're going to figure it all out. Like it's, it's awesome. Every, like Jody Foster is stellar. Absolutely stellar in this. This was the last movie to win the big five at the Academy Awards. Only three other movies have ever done it. Oddly enough, one floor of the cuckoo nest is, uh, the next most recent movie to, to do that. That is when best picture, best actor, best actress, best screenplay and best director. Um, this movie did yeah, usually director and screenplay almost always splits now. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. But uh, and just to have the lead actors win it, Anthony Hopkins sets the record for least amount of screen time it's in like a movie. Thirteen minutes. I think it's eighteen. Where 18. with with winning best actor, I don't think he should have. He's not the lead he's, in he's this a, movie. He's a supporting actor. Yeah. But you know what? He won. Okay, good for him. He's he's incredible in it. He's so scary. It's this Jonathan Demme directed this movie and his camera work in this where it's the close up of the person's face. It is so good. Like there's a show on um it's on HBO Max now, it was on CNN called The Movies, where they have uh decade by decade, they just talk about the greatest movies of the decade. And I watched with, with my wife Tracy the nineties episode about a few days ago and I just got giddy at the size of the Lambs clips and everybody talking about it. I love this movie. It's The story is incredible. Clarice Starling walking down that hallway in the insane asylum prison where she's passing all those nuts is like the scariest thing. It's got to be like the scariest setting in movie history. They're like the most evil men on the planet are all in that one hallway. She's got to walk by and the camera slowly turns into the hard plastic cell of Hannibal. He doesn't even have a bar cell like everybody else because he's so evil. He might reach through it. And it's like, and just his cunning, like his charismatic, weird, wonky moral code. When he's talking to, to Clarice Starling, like this guy eats people, insults Clarice to when she runs away and then a and helps her. Yeah, because a, a, a convict like throws sperm at her, and he calls her back and says that was uncalled for. I'm sorry. The guy eats people. Sperm throwing crosses the line. <laughs> yeah. Somehow that's. I may eat rude. people, but I'm not a monster. Uh, it's it's nuts, right? And we got to go to Ted Levine as Buffalo Bill, who is the freakiest one of the freakiest characters in movie history. He's insane. He was not nominated for Academy Award. Should have been for Best Supporting Actor. I don't know what more the man had to do. <laughs> That's a good, fair fucking person. Apparently eat someone. Oh, my gosh. He, so they're going after the Buffalo Bill killer. If you've never seen this movie, you think Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter is the main antagonist. He is not. That's what's kind of crazy about this, right? That's the reputation this movie has. He's such an evil man. And he's kind of like, I don't know for you guys... Is he the most evil movie character you've ever rooted for? Uh, if not, he's do, close. Do you root for him? I want him to escape so badly. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't care if he escapes. I, I think that's the thing for me. At that point, I'm like not concerned if he escapes. And frankly, the other, the other dude is such a piece of shit. Like the uh, warden of that prison is such a piece of shit that I'm like, you know what, Doctor Chilton of the psychiatric yeah. center. Yep, I was like, you know what. Good, like I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that your, <laughs> your, your chance at like a good case study just walked out. It's a lot more interesting if he escapes. The manner Definitely. of which he escapes, though, is so 
gruesome right so it's ridiculous like, yes yeah, so like you're hearing him talk and you're like all right you're kind of thinking like this guy is like really creepy but is he really like is the hype for real like what did he do to like because you don't see him in action but when you see him in action my god <laughs> that yeah, whole that's... stretch of time where he's escaping it's insane and uh, I'm, I'm spoiling a movie 30 years old he runs up cutting off the face of another cop and wearing, wearing it, on, it on his yeah. own, so they pretty much wheel him out. And there's a there's a couple of cool moments in this, like they're talking about they talk about a time Dr. Chilton and Clarice where he ate the face of a of a nurse, and his pulse never rose above seventy five. And when he's in the uh, ambulance, like acting as the cop with the fa- with the uh, the uh, they're doing his vital signs, rushing him to the hospital, and the paramedics like. Odd, his pulse is only seventy four. It's like it's like oh, he's so calm throughout. Like oh my gosh, he's so a good, true sociopath. He yeah, absolutely. Four fucking real. Yeah, if I'd seen this movie younger than I actually saw it at, I would have had nightmares for such a long time about Hannibal Lecter. I remember seeing it. I think I saw it like seven years old. It was on TV. That's insane. And everybody well, it was on TV. Everybody was like, like I remember my parents going, like, "Oh man, yeah, that movie." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Then like the escape happens, and I'm like, oh, that's "Scary, man." It's, it's, it certainly is. I would classify it more as a thriller with horror aspects. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, oh, such a good yeah. movie. Such a good movie. It's very good. <sighs> yeah. Originally, only that was... one movie you thought was better. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sticking to that. All right, so that was the last number two. It was. And then it's our favorite part, revealing our number ones. Let's see if I was right. I'm going to have the paper in my hand. I will hold okay. it up to the camera, Joe, if <laughs> I'm right. I wrote down two for yours, and one of them was set already. All right, fair so, enough. Joe, without further ado, what's your number one? My number one best picture winning movie is Casablanca. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be your two guesses. <laughs> What was the other guy? I'm sorry. In the heat of the night. Okay. Casablanca is the one I took off. Really? Okay. I I wanted so bad to put a bunch of the classics on my list, and I just I just couldn't do it. And I and I feel wrong. I feel so wrong. And once we get to my bubble, I can talk about a little more. But sure. Casablanca was absolutely one of the ones that broke my heart when I couldn't fit it in. It's on HBO Max, and I turned it on, and I had to shut it off. And I'm like, I just can't not have Spotlight on here and have Casablanca on. I just can't do it. Casablanca is a far superior movie. It is an all-time great. It's in the lexicon. It's in the conversation of greatest movie of all time. You're going to talk about it. And I, I sure am. can't wait for it. But I, <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I, I understand. For me... Casablanca was my clear slam dunk number one when we set this category because this movie is made in 1942. It still holds up today incredibly. It's still funny. It's still well acted. It's, uh, is this the most quotable movie of all time? It's up there. It's up there. I don't I know can't about think, most quotable, of, but... It's got to it's, it's it's, be in the top... Top five most quoted movies referenced, of all time. It's definitely top five most referenced movies. Let's see. Fair. Also fair. Of all the gin joints, here's looking at you, kid. Good. Uh, Brown up the usual suspects. Yeah. I have the feeling this is the start of a beautiful Play it again, Sam. Not in the movie. Play it again, Sam. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the, 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 that's what everyone says. Yes, it's a butchered quote, but yeah. yeah. 
It's yeah. Um, I don't know what else I can say about Casablanca <laughs> that I didn't already say in the beginning of this. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, you, you fight the Nazis, which is cool. Yeah, <laughs> always good. Always always a good thing to just throw in a movie, see if it sticks. Rick is one of the coolest characters in movie history. I, I would say. Oh yes. This this is oozing coolness and yeah, swag, charisma, coolness. just charisma out the wazoo, all over the place. Satisfying ending. It's yeah. not. It's not your it's typical. It's the way the movie has to end. It, I agree yes. with that. But uh, if they went the other way, I wouldn't fault it because that's probably what the audience would like to see. But the, that ending is more iconic. I don't know if they did test screenings and stuff like that back probably then. But I not. wonder. But I wonder if there's an alternate ending, where like they do end up together. That's what you're rooting for. By not getting it, it's like kind of like heart wrenching. It is, but I it, always then you find realize that to be more satisfying. It needed to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I always find that to be almost prefer. It's preferable for me when they don't end up together. I, I don't know why. I just always Corey hates misery. I mean, loves misery. I, I it's that <laughs> I maybe it's just for me. It's like what I feel like is more realistic. Real. Yeah, yeah, it's just more real. Like every time a movie like will they won't they? Oh my god, they end up together and they're happy forever. Like I just feel like that happens. so so rarely that like the fact that there are movies that are brave enough to be like no they don't is great and the fact that a movie that's from that long ago had that type of bravery definitely like gives it some staying power i it's it's definitely one of the best movies of all time i there's no arguing that yeah it's it's in, it's in like the top there's four movies i will talk about later that are in the conversation for greatest movie of all time, according to film pundits, and just thinking about it off the top of your head. These are the four most talked about movies, in my opinion. Casablanca is certainly one of them. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I mean, I, I don't have much more to, to add on it. It's just, it's super old, and it really holds up. It's certainly, probably, without knowing Corey's number one, the oldest movie that's going to like make our lists... And uh, it's it's certainly well represented. Definitely see it if you haven't seen it. Don't be afraid of the black and white age of this movie. It's it's yeah. It's you good. don't you don't even notice, honestly. But, you don't, and it, you know, for the time though, it is like acting styles and styles of film have changed over the years. These are all people in a movie that know they're in a movie, but that's just for the time. That's okay. It's it's yeah. it, it works. It's st- it definitely it definitely still works though. Like a lot of times, I find a disconnect with older movies because like speech patterns have yes. changed and movie making and move and script writing and stuff has changed. This this still feels like a movie that could have been made like thirty years ago instead of yeah like seventy or eighty years 70. ago. I I love the fact yeah you do have to pay attention during this movie. Also, there's a lot of little things that go on that's like you appreciate the movie more. It's not a movie you can sit down and scroll on your phone and then still appreciate. But no, with the movie, it's not a you shouldn't watch this background. No, a movie of this quality you should never even have to like pick up your phone because you're just so captivated yeah. by the story. Hundred percent agree. Hard agree. And that's that's my number one movie. It's Casablanca. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You shouldn't be disappointed. If you are, eh. You, you might just not like movies. Yeah, you might movie. hate movies. I, I, yeah. Maybe it wasn't, you weren't in the right mood for it. All right. I look like the plane has taken off in Casablanca. Corey. All right, I'm going to cross out my old thing and write what I now think yeah, it is. I will Go hold, ahead. hold it in my hand <laughs> and prepare to be disappointed because I, I, I can't nail down Corey's choices hardly ever. But, Corey, 
What's your number one best picture winner? I thought this was super obvious for me. Like I thought that this one was going to be what you guys expected. It was my number one movie. It's Forrest Gump. Yep. All right. There it is. It. <laughs> I, I love, 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 love this movie. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the best movie on any of the lists. I mean, it's, it may not even be one of the best movies on my like list, like initial list of movies that I've seen that were best picture winners. But it's the one I will always go back to. It has a special place in my heart. I watched it a lot growing up. I I love the... I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll come at my initial thoughts on it from a, a social studies teacher's perspective. If you're teaching U.S. history too, and you're in the 50s to post-Vietnam era... You could literally show clips of this movie because what they do in this movie that's fairly brilliant is they take real clips from these from this time period and they superimpose Tom Hanks into into those moments. Right. So you get to actually watch the history of America unfold through the eyes of this person. And unlike most films, you're not looking at a biased representation where humans have an opinion one way or the other, and they're skewing your view. Forrest is inherently unbiased. Whatever he has autism, whatever they, they they're trying to go for, as far as what Forrest Gump has, it makes him oblivious to the bias of everything. The one time you it's might get, slate. yeah, the one time you might get an opinion out of Forrest Gump is the moment where the, um, the general rips all of the cords out of the PA system when he's talking about Vietnam. The one time you almost get how Forrest Gump feels about a topic, you don't get it, which is a brilliant move in this movie because it leaves you with this relatively unbiased opinion of what was happening in America throughout this period of time. I mean, it, the performances in general are pretty good. I mean, Forrest Gump is great. Um, Tom Hanks. Gary Sinise? No, not, no, 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 no. Not you said Tom Forrest Hanks. Gump is great, but it's Tom yes, Hanks. Yes, and his mother, yes, his mother's name. <laughs> Sally um, Field. Sally Field, thank you. I think she's a, a, an unsung hero in this movie in a lot of ways. I think she sets up, she sets up some of the bigger moments in this movie. And I think the movie comes to its its pinnacle and it's one of the, at least in my opinion, the best scene in this movie is when he's talking to Jenny at her grave at the end of the movie. It's very sad. It's very sad, and it's like, this man has done, like, everything he could for this person, only to, like, now have to live his life without her. And then, like, it's tragic, because he's, he's so unemotional about things in general. So to see that emotion come out of him is is a really moving moment. It's, you know, it's Gary Sinise's fucking stellar what like that that like pan in on his face at new year on new year's day in new york is brilliant it's so intense and like you get to really feel what it was like for these people who came back expecting to be war heroes and clearly were not i mean it's it's an interesting view of the american condition in the 60s and 70s Robert Zemeckis directed um, 
Forrest Gump's a weird one because it came out, everybody loved it. Then it kind of took a dive in reputation for for a few years. You know, it's like kind of like going like back up in the, in the film community. Um, the main knock against it, it's arguably the third best movie of that year compared to the <laughs> other nominees. Shawshank Redemption was one of them. Pulp Fiction uh, being the other. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard. It, it, like, that's a... I couldn't imagine having to have made that choice. I, I think Shank is definitively better, in my opinion. But, yeah, you know, I tend to agree with that, too. Um, it, it, you know what? And if Shawshank had won and Forrest Gump hadn't, then Shawshank Redemption would have been my number one movie. That's, that's totally I could, fair. I, I would have waxed poetic about Shawshank Redemption just as much. I fucking love that movie. Like, those are, on any given day, if gun to my head, what's your favorite movie? I'm probably saying one of those two. Uh, oddly enough, um, Shawshank Gump. <laughs> Tom Hanks was the original choice to play uh, Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption, but he turned it down to play Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, I like it better with. Uh, I think I think it's better. Than I don't know, man. I, Tom, Tom Hanks, I th- in my opinion, is the greatest actor of all time. So uh, he he could do no. I'm wrong. not saying that's not the case, and but it, like he would he would take a character like Andy Dufresne and I think take it to different heights. Like I'm always like a recast guy anyway. Like. Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man. Tom Cruise could have done it. I don't know if Tom Cruise would have done it better, but I think it would have been just as good. I'm very much in the minority with that, but I'm a Tom Cruise fan anyway. And Who I, would have I, played Forrest Gump, though, is I, the question. I, I, I have no idea. Can you imagine no, it was the, Tim Robbins? No, the original choice for Forrest Gump was John Travolta. He turned it down. Not nearly as good as a movie. That movie does not win no, Best yeah, Picture. No, nope, not at all. That movie's probably like considered Pulp Fiction. one of the most offensive movies of all that's time. A, that's it's a the, so bad it's good movie. Is Pulp, possibly. Is, is is Pulp Fiction? Does Pulp Fiction not get made because John Travolta is becoming Forrest Gump instead? I have no idea. I don't, I don't I know. That's true. Who becomes uh whatever the yeah? Who becomes um? Fuck, quite dude, the musical this, chairs game we've made. Is that Tim Robbins now? The, what is happening? Yeah, who's the, who's the second Vega brother? And uh, if uh, John Travolta is not in the movie, I don't know. You know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> a royale with cheese. Why? Yeah. Uh, I, I like Forrest Gump a lot. I've, I've seen it many times. It's it's, it's just enjoyable. It's a, it's a cable classic. It's on TV a lot. I own it. Um, it's on TBS somewhere. Sure. Or TNT. Uh, it's not my favorite Tom Hanks movie. That's that's the thing. Like, It's not my favorite Zemeckis movie. It's not my favorite Tom Hanks movie. And I think Star Trek Redemption is a better movie. So I, I, I really didn't enter in the conversation for me. But I, you know what? If, if it's your cup of tea, it's your cup of tea, man. It's uh, it's. I'm not going to crap on it it's not like lord of the rings return of the king mitch and it's not like <laughs> i was hoping we we're gonna get through this without referencing that i'm sorry mitch and, and, and it's... well we were gonna get a text eventually being like how dare you not have none of you put that in your top five too damn long and it's not uh <laughs> it's not um crash right crash i think is widely considered to be the least deserving best picture winner. Yeah. if, so, if uh... not the least deserving it's it's close yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I can't fault you for that, Corey. That's what you like, that's what you like. Um, Have you guys ever played the drinking game? The Forrest Gump drinking game? No. No. So it's called, uh, it's called Effed Up Forrest, right? And the rules are super simple. Super simple. You have to have a drink every time the words Forrest or, and or Gump are said. I feel right. like I'm going to die. Probably bombed you, in the you first do. half hour. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, because every time he's every time he introduces himself, you take he's three forced, drinks. Forrest Gump. Yep. Yep. And then if you really want to go crazy, it's anytime the name Jenny is on screen. Okay. Or said like 
So like when he's painting the boat and you see him like rename it Jenny. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember the second half of Forrest Gump. Ever. Yeah, no, it's 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 very hard to get through. Very hard to get through. I have been to Bubba Gump Shrimp in Times Square before seeing Broadway shows multiple times. I've taken the Forrest Gump quiz where they promise you a free dessert, and I've gotten a 100% on the Forrest Gump quiz, and your free dessert. I did not f- receive a free dessert. Freaking breath mint. <laughs> really? Is yeah, it really? it's like, oh, yeah, gotcha. It's a breath mint. I'm like, oh, gotcha. No tip. Anyway, no, I always tip. <laughs> I always tip. That's a fun restaurant because they have all like the cool movie props on the wall and stuff. So, if you like movies, you like that movie, definitely check it out. Food's pretty good too. So, yeah. Forrest Gump's a good movie. I would do not fault you at all for having it on your list and at number one. I feel like a majority of people would have Forrest Gump in their five for this topic. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. There's a good percentage I... of people who would put Forrest Gump in the top five. I think. I'm just not people, one of those people. Like, any any um. Passive isn't the right word, but like casual fan. Casual, of that, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes, any casual movie fan. They've seen Forrest Gump. They like it. I respect. It's on, that. It's on the list. Yeah. yeah. It it is, however, the lowest rating rated movie by a Rotten Tomato score on my list. Really? Yes. Seventy one. Seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah. Seventy one. Yeah. That's staggeringly low. Wow. I bet you current if you if you there's a way to sort it by reviews of the time it's it's upper 90s, but yeah it took a, a lot of people take shots at this movie, but it's slowly making its way back as a interesting respectable. I don't know why I don't know that yeah, might be the, I wonder if that's the lowest rated best picture winner, but I'm not going cycling through 98 movies to figure it out. Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just Google Crash right now and find out. Hold on, Crash. I'm gonna guess 53. <laughs> Wow. Well, it's definitely the the uh, lowest, if that's the case. Yeah. Why does internet hate me? I don't know. There we go. Uh, no, 74. Okay. What was Forrest Gump? 71. 71. Ooh. All right, well then, yeah, I don't know another contender off the top of my head. All right. Brings us to my number one, which is a table from earlier, and it is The Godfather. Um, yeah, that's one of the four movies I mentioned earlier. That's in the lexicon of the greatest movie ever made. It would be Casablanca, The Godfather, Gone with the Wind, and Citizen Kane. Those are the four movies brought up. I think the most. And we movie. talked about the two good ones of those four. Gone with the Wind made my bubble. I will. We'll get into that. Okay. Later. But um, it's The Godfather, man, that story is incredible. The act. It's probably. It's one of the most well acted well written movies I've ever seen I it's a very long movie but it's like so captivating for me I can't leave the couch when it's on because there's so many good scenes it's like for movies that long you kind of break it up by moment and there's so many good moments and they flow into each other and I'm just in like in love with all of them uh, it's the the Italian American story making it in America the respect level of the mob like the mob is the protagonist in this you're rooting for a crime family and you're they have a weird moral code also and you're just kind of like abiding by it as as an audience member and and you think that's great and it's al pacino young al pacino where he's like grounded my favorite al pacino (laughs) and he's like he's like (laughs) your main character that you're following the dynamic of the three brothers, Sonny being the fiery type, Fredo being the, the the black sheep of the family, and then Michael being like... He's the, the Hufflepuff. The family's, like, 
shot at like not redemption but just like a redeeming like member of society where even Vito Corleone says like I never wanted this life for you I wanted I could picture you being like a senator which would have been hard for him to do with his family being like criminals probably with <laughs> known <been>. criminal connection <laughs> yeah, right so uh, in in retrospect, probably not the correct path for him. But he, he, Michael's Just like his, his his own person. He is a he's a he's a war hero. He goes off to war when all, everyone else in his family thinks it's dumb to do so. He leaves college to do that. Uh, running through the cast, um, Al Pacino. We discussed James Caan plays Sonny. He, he's perfectly casted as the fiery type. You got Tom Hagen is played by Robert Duvall, who's like the adopted brother of. Uh, of um michael i think he's my favorite character in the movie yes because he's like he's a lawyer he got taken in he's not italian but he still holds a position of consigliere i probably butchered the pronunciation yeah butchered the pronunciation of that but he he does it as like a non-italian which is like pretty awesome in, in, in the in that world and then you got marlon brando as vito corleone who's like that's like that's him. That's his character. When you think of The Godfather, that's who you, th- who you think of. And he, it's over-the-top acting. It's kind of like insane the way he does it. But he just it, – it works. It works perfectly. Francis, He's just an eccentric man. Francis Ford Coppola is a director that did not want to direct it. He's a very quirky guy. He wants to make his own kinds of movies. He started his own film corporation with George Lucas and a bunch of other great filmmakers, and they were practically bankrupt. So he took The Godfather for a paycheck. It's a paycheck movie for him. He Fine, did, I guess I'll make this. He did not care. And to not care and make a movie that's widely considered the best of all time, that's astounding to me. Right? What, 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 hot, hot take theory. Sure. What if, if he cared... The movie was worse, and he's not a good director. <laughs> it would have been way worse because if you look at his filmography, the movies that he puts the most time and effort into critically panned, critically panned. It was he an accident that The Godfather <laughs> turned out I mean, so well. When you have a great story and you have great actors, you can kind of just say roll it and not interfere, and that's what The Godfather is. <laughs> Use the take where you can see him the best. We the, got it. Fa- favorite scene for me is um, Michael confronting and killing the police chief and uh salazzo in, in the restaurant where he has to go to the bathroom to oh get yeah a yeah, gun. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the scene i was thinking of too yep to get a gun that is supposed to be there but when we when he's looking for it we as the audience don't think he can find it and he's freaking screwed if he can't find that gun and just seeing the intensity in his eyes when he's going to do this and then salazzo kind of realizing at the last second like oh crap this kid's got a gun and him having to go to sicily for the next few years in order to um wait for the heat to die down in order for him to come back just such a compelling movie uh diane keaton is also in this movie as Kay adams is michael's main love interest although he does get married in sicily <laughs> oh uh when he's over there and his his mm-hmm. his bride is killed and then he comes back and marries Kay. and i've always wondered because they made two other godfather movies did Kay know about this other woman? Like, I don't know if Michael ever like spoke about it, right? Did he just get married and not tell? I can't his imagine he would have told her, right? Yeah, it, it's it's just maybe this is one of those. That makes things, things real awkward. He's he's taken to the grave with him, right? So her name Francesca, his Ap- wife in Italy, Apollonia. Apollonia. Yeah, yeah she gets so close, so so <laughs> so, so uh, it ends with it ends with an A. Yeah, I got it. 
she gets she gets uh, <laughs> killed in a car bombing. It's very yes. very sad. I remember watching this movie with with my wife for the first time, and she was kind of into it. She really likes the Sicily scenes. And I remember when the car blows up, my wife looks at me and goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm a sorry, moment man. earlier, you'd been like, "This is our life, sweetheart." <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, it's just just uh, a good movie all around. I... For the longest time. I did not like this movie. The longest time. Okay. Uh, I think I saw it when I was a little too young to really understand it and get it. And I just never went back to it. Um, Family Guy had like a, a pretty famous joke on an, a relatively early episode. It like they're all itself. about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there it is. That's how I feel about The Godfather. And. I was at my buddy's house in college when I watched that Family Guy scene for the first time. He looked at me and he said, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, how I feel, man. He's like, no, no, it isn't. And we, he wouldn't let me leave until we watched The Godfather again. <laughs> and then that second, yeah, he literally was like, no, this ain't how this is going to go down. Um, and then that second time around, I was like, you know what? No, this is, I get it. I, I, I still don't, love the godfather but i i do if somebody was to sit here and try to make an argument that it's the best movie of all time i would not i would not go into that ring and and try to try to fight the the other direction unless i was armed with another movie that one of the best of all time i would never try to to, to talk somebody out of this because it is i mean it's it's widely considered one of the best of all time i mean it's it is it's it's one of those moments in cinema where it does transcend entertainment and does become art, which doesn't always happen with the movies on this list. A lot of them try right? and don't necessarily A lot of them succeed. try and they don't. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times best picture winners are really, really good movies and they're fun and they're, and they're entertaining and they're great cinema, but it doesn't make it art. The Godfather is undoubtedly art. And that is a special line to cross, especially when you're telling us that the guy didn't fucking care. Like that's even crazier to Coppola me. Coppola didn't. You, you guys should watch that's that crazy. that movie show. You'd you'd really enjoy it. If the I can find show. the time, I will try to check it out. The movies it's called. It's it's it's. I, uh, I gotta watch more Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Gotta finish that up. Yeah, I'm not. There's that. There's Invincible. Everyone's talking about too. I'm still watching Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Was that the Amazon show? The yeah. Animated show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't raving. seen that either. Everyone's raving about that. Is that J.K. Simmons in, in that? I have no idea. It sounds like him, and I'm like, is that? But yeah, before we finish on The Godfather, Godfather is great. Uh, it's my four. At one point, this was my two. Okay. It's been all over my list as I was making the list. But yeah, it's, it's transcends movie almost. Yeah. For a fact so, that it, the sequel came out a few years later, too, and that won all the awards also. It was like, yeah. you know. Feels lots of people think Godfather Two is better. I'm a I'm a fan of the original. I like the first one better. Godfather Two is is more uh, accessible. I, I would say if you're just again casual movie fan, watching them back to back, Godfather Two it almost feels more like a, a movie for the people. See, it's like two <laughs> movies way. they mash they together did. into one movie. And original the original cut of Godfather Two is not very well received because. He jumps around way too much, way too much back and forth. It's broken up a lot more. 
And um, so, yeah, Godfather 2 is, yes, the flashback with young Vito Corleone making his way to America. De Niro and Pacino in the same movie, but never interacting. Exactly. And it's it's the only time ever, I think, two different actors won the Academy Award for portraying the same character. Because Marlon Brando won for playing Vito Corleone and Robert De Niro won for playing Vito Corleone. Different points in their life, two different movies. But... I love the Robert De Niro scenes in Godfather 2 so much, and I despise the Cuba aspects of Godfather 2. I'm just not a fan of that. Like, they actually have a cut called The Godfather Saga, which goes chronologically between the first two movies. So you can start with... So it's the entire De Niro in, in Italy thing. Yeah, going into the entirety of Godfather One, then getting into the uh, to uh, Michael Lake Tahoe with with his wife for his party for his son, and yeah, I always stop it right there because. <laughs> and scene. Yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, people love that aspect of it. Also, I thought about having Godfather Two in my top five, but I felt that that would have been a little little overkill at, at that moment. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's the Godfather, man. It's yeah. It's got clout for a reason. Sure does. I guess we can reveal our bubbles. Mine was Casablanca and Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind when you just for inflation is the highest grossing movie of all time. It's not even close. I think it's currently third at its uh, at the at the current dollar amount it's set Still at. Still impressive. So, yeah. It's wild. It's a true epic. It's like the first epic we get in movie history. Yeah. So we're well. I'm sorry. Can you do your bubbles one more time? Casablanca, Gone with the Wind. Okay. I guess I'll do mine next because you have like five. I do. Yeah. <laughs> My bubbles are the Sting. The Sting yeah, was so close. I really wanted that to make it. It just didn't. And then my other one is Million Dollar Baby. Okay. All right. That's. Uh, I like that movie a lot. Also. That's came out. I think. Two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. Around the same time as The Departed. Part of 06, I think, right? Yeah. Million Dollar Baby was very heart-wrenching. Yes, it was. I think Crash is the movie in the middle of... Uh, I think Crash won the 04 Oscars. Or I think it won that one. I think it won the Million Dollar Baby one. No, well... well oh, wait, no. Like the year before. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Million Dollar Baby's heart-wrenching. I, I, I watch that a lot, but, like, it's... So it's Sometimes, you know, I don't know if you guys are like this. Sometimes you just want to watch a sad movie. <laughs> Definitely. That's like, yeah, that's yeah, like a, a go-to one yes. for me. It's, it's not like, hey, we had a fun day. Let's watch Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> we had a fun yeah, day no. at the amusement park on yeah. the Ferris wheel. Let's turn on, Let's go home and turn on Million Dollar Million Baby. Million Dollar Baby. That sounds like a great episode. We'll cry and fall asleep in each other's arms. Yeah. All right, Corey. What do you got? Corey, hit us with it. All right, so Rocky, which we've already talked about, um... Gone with the Wind and Casablanca were both on my bubbles. Uh, Gone with the Wind was the other old-timey one. I was thinking about putting um, The Sound of Music on there as well. Eh, not really it for me. Uh, and not when compared to the other um, bubble movies, which is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart, not a particularly incredible movie, especially compared to the other you know, heavy hitters that we put on our list. But... Uh, you know, it has a special special place. Well, history action, good action movie. I figured one um, of those last two would have made your list. One Flew or Braveheart? Yeah. Uh, yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was my number five, the first the first go around on the list. Almost, it was. It almost made. I tried to sneak it in. Yeah, I like that. I, I want. 
Yeah, I wanted to sneak it in. Schindler's List was was in contention of like I should talk about it, but it didn't it didn't get very far. There's just so many. It's it's so hard. It was such a hard list to really, really hone in and narrow down. I'm happy with the way that my list went. I hope you guys are also happy with the way your list went. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at, at the end, like, there were moments that I was like, I fucking hate making this list. Like, there were great movies that I've written down that we didn't get to talk about. There are great movies I was planning on watching for this, and I was like, I can't. I'm already, I already have too many movies. If I fall in love with this movie, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I had a lot of fun going through like the decades of movies because just the I've always been like I've, uh, my way of thinking is the eighties I felt was like my favorite decade of movies. Now I think it's the seventies. I really do. I, there's so many great classic movies that came out during this that have this like a different kind of feel to it. I don't know, man. It's uh. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It was, it was. I talked about the theme before. It was eye-opening for me. My entire list. There's nothing made after 1991 on my list. Yeah, you didn't have any recent like, winners. Like, like I just, I feel like the Academy. For me, the Academy's been getting it wrong for like most of the last 10 to 20 years. Well, let's see. 1917 probably should have won the last one, right? Well, I mean, I agree. Yeah, probably. I yeah. think that was the best movie that came out. And then Green Don't get me wrong. Parasite almost made my list for this, but... Green Book won. Uh, I yeah. Was, I was fine for Green Book. With <laughs> A lot of people weren't, but I was okay. <laughs> Green Green Book was two years ago, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the best movie wasn't even nominated, so it's fine. Oh, it's... Sp- well, was the best Sp- movie that wasn't nominated? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fair path. That'd be groundbreaking if that, uh... That was a phenomenal movie. That movie yeah, was like, perfect. That could have been in the conversation. I think that could have been in the conversation. I think there's, what, been two animated movies ever nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, Toy Story 3 and something else I don't remember. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was nominated before they expanded the nomination list to, like, ten. So, Ooh. That's uh, saying something. Well, I think it lost the Silence of the Lambs, actually. But uh, That's that recent? That was 91? Beauty and the Beast. It was early 90s. Oh, either yeah, lost yeah. to Schindler's List or uh, oh. Unforgiven or Silence of the Lambs in that three-year period. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, I guess we're up to the madness portion of the show. Here we go. Let me read the rules. All right, now that our lists have been revealed, the madness can begin. We will now spin a digital wheel to determine which five movies will make our definitive list. Each of us have the right to veto a selection that we disagree with. However, prior to the show, we have each protected an individual selection from our own personal list. These selections cannot be vetoed. If a veto attempt is made on a protected film, that veto is thrown out and that person loses their one veto. Our veto Corleone. Don Vito Corleone. Gentlemen, without further ado, let me spin that wheel. I love the level of enthusiasm you're bringing to this. (laughs) He wrote down the... Yeah. read the script. That was impressive. Line. (laughs) Line. All right. First spin is in. Let me turn the stupid volume down. My apologies. Hey, Corey, Forrest Gump, your number one made the list. Congratulations. No, you're ecstatic. <gasps> no, I'm kidding. 
And I know that's your protect too, so it's not it's, it's not even worth my time. Do you do you know is my protect? Yes, I do. Could be Birdman. It's, it's, Could it's, have been it's Birdman. almost certainly Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, the next spin. I'm probably not going to veto because honestly, no one put Crash. Yeah, Joe, you're number two, which I'm perfectly happy with. Rocky, yeah, I don't see why he awesome. wouldn't be. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Very good. Actually, makes me really happy. Oh man, fighting this out is going to be intense. Depending uh, on what gets it there, what gets on there. My number four, Rocky. So we can spin again. Okay. The next spin is in Corey's number five, Birdman. Bye. I'm gonna veto Birdman. I'm gonna try it. Okay. See if it is to protect. No, oh. you're right. Was, I protected first. Come. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Me? There was I no a, way I was, I was pretty sure. There was no. I I assumed that if Forrest Gump got spun, like that would be the first one you guys would want to veto. I was not risking it. Birdman was the only other one I was like, that'll that'll get vetoed. But I was totally fine with it. Okay, that means I can veto the Departed or No Country for Old Men if I wanted to. Let's <laughs> see how this plays out. Uh, Joe number one, Castle Casablanca. Casablanca. All right. Okay, with that, two more to go here. Joe number four. Uh, the Godfather. Oh, right on. I assume hey. you don't have an issue with that. No, not at all. I'll veto it. How the fuck do you veto the Godfather? <laughs> I'm assuming that's not your protect? No, it's not my protect. Fucking asinine. <laughs> Still make the list. Still make the list. Not, no, I, I, now I have a question. Yeah. If it's Matt's protect, does it still count? Because it, no, it, it was, would be it the was, movie that he's protecting. It's your selection. Yeah, but like it's the same it. movie. I understand, but we've, I think by the basis of what we've been going on, it's it's your selection. But this is the first time that this may have happened. Yes, but it, I, I can assure you it didn't. But uh, okay, yeah, but so like yeah, so again, if we spin the wheel and your number four comes up again, it's already been vetoed. But if my number one comes up, then Corey can't use his veto, and I and I'm still good. Yes. Right. I guess that's the balance of it. I guess. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. We've just never addressed this specific issue. Nope. Next spin. Matt five, which is spotlight. B- uh, both used your vetoes. I'm not going to veto my own. So. Okay. <laughs> we found our number five. <laughs> I guess so. That's an easy decision. I'm going to argue it, though, but sure. I don't care at this point in the show. Um, final spin, potentially. Matt number two, which is Silence of the Lambs. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'm really happy I, I used that veto. We got our, we got our five. <laughs> One, two, three. Could have saved it for Spotlight, Corey, you shit. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> you know what, touche. Uh... Can I retroactively do it? Do we put Godfather on Dick Spotlight? Joe, edit this. Edit this well. I'm okay. I'm honestly okay with (laughs) it. I'm not going to break the rules. All right. So we got our five here. So we got Spotlight, Forrest Gump, Rocky, Casablanca, and Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs, although it's not either of your number ones, it is the one we have on all three lists. Casablanca was Joe's number one. Forrest Gump was Corey's number one. Silence of the Lambs was my two. Joe's five. Corey's four. All right. Well, let's 
Let's let's put Spotlight at five. I feel like that's the easiest one to yeah, get. It's, yeah, that's easy. Because that's so. that's one person's five. Now the tough part. Does Rocky have to get slotted into four? No. No. Rocky's Rocky's a two four, right? It's a, it's it is a two four. So it's I'm going two? by quality of movies remaining on the list. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump should be number four. Get the fuck out of here! You're out of your mind if you think that Forrest Gump is going to be higher on this list than fucking Rocky. It's going to be be lower in the ranking. No way. It's a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Rocky was on a two list. It only made your list. It had to be your protect for a reason. You vetoed the Godfather. So yes, Forrest Gump's going to be number four in this list. Okay, you're going to go ahead and take the fucking Godfather veto back because that has nothing to do with this. Well, I'm the third person arguing it, and I'm being spiteful. I'll admit it. So that's fine. That's fine. But if Godfather had made this list and Spotlight had not, then you're saying that Forrest Gump would have been five, which I certainly would not have let happen either. Um, probably based on quality of movie remaining on the list. How is a one going to be that low on a list? Because it's one person's one where the other two people didn't have it ranked or bubbled. It's a ridiculous argument. This is the part of the show I signed up for when I came up like, with the idea. If this I'm is, ranking, this... <laughs> but that's the thing. I know it's your one, but if I'm ranking 90 of these, Forrest Gump's probably not in the top 50. That's like how. <laughs> but, okay, so Casablanca is on how many lists? One. One. Okay. In the conversation for greatest movie of all time. You said it so, yourself. So, so you, yeah. So uh, okay. First of all, don't take my words and put them back. In that's you not did, a good. That's not a good. Move. You did say it. I know what I said. I know what I okay. said. Thank you. But you're gonna sit here. So you're gonna put Casablanca at three. Are you gonna put Casablanca at three? From quality of film, no. Then, then what are we talking about here? I'm talking about quality of film. List. <laughs> so it only matters. It only matters that it made one list. If it's a qual, if it's if it's a quality of film issue for for the, for this particular best picture list, I think it should weigh a little bit more. I'm thinking of a way to weigh in here, and I'm I'm trying to come up with an idea that makes sense. Okay, good dead air. <laughs> oh, you can edit that shit out. I can, thankfully. Corey, if you had Crash as your number one, would you want it higher than four? Why would I put? But I accept that Crash doesn't deserve to be on this list. This is a. This is this is kind of a dumb line of question. <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering, like because like if you're going through like the Why, best picture Crash winners, isn't on my list, so that's not not gonna. Matter. But I'm just saying from like from like a critical response and just like cultural reaction and the fact like you've said in the past that Shawshank Redemption is your favorite movie, and I know it's like kind of one A one B for you, respectable or sure. whatever. But like, yeah. you can can an argument be made? It's Forrest Gump was the third best movie of that year. Can it? But but that's that's a counterfactual argument that doesn't really that doesn't really play because it did win, right? It 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 did win. It qu- All right, it, qu- it qualifies. I have I have a possible solution. Sure. Corey, would you be okay with Forrest Gump being at number three and us putting Casablanca at four? Yes. Okay. Because as long as Casablanca makes the list, if you asked a hundred people on the street, like our age. Casablanca is not coming out of their mouth for this category, and I fully, unfortunately, understand that. Yeah, I don't understand. That is, that is, I don't understand the relevancy of that though. Because there's no commonality between with both of our ones. Like, yeah, you guys have bubbles. We all have bubbles. But sure. like, 
It only appears on one list each. I'm just saying I'm willing to sacrifice the slotting of Casablanca to Corey for Forrest Gump. Because more people, I think, would say Forrest Gump would put the Forrest Gump on their top five best picture winner list. Two to one vote. Sadomocracy works. C'est la vie. So we're going to put Casablanca at four. It's glad it made the list. I was worried it wasn't going to get spun. <laughs> Forrest Gump, number three. So it's in Science of the Lambs and Rocky. We got a 2-4 and a 2-4-5. At this point, it's kind of splitting hairs. I mean... I can't. I mean, I'm surprised that Silence of the Lambs is going to be the number one, but that is the one that has that we all that the only one that all three of us picked across the board, regardless, right? No other movie was picked by all three of us except Silence of the Lambs, right? Do both of you do me a favor? Okay. Personally, order these five. See what you come up with. What? Uh, hold on, I gotta write them down. Casablanca, Rocky, Silence of the Lambs, Spotlight, and what's the? Forrest the Forrest Gump. Gump. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. I got it. Give me one second to write it out here. All right, Corey, read it off. If I was to top five this list, yeah. I would put Forrest Gump, Casablanca, Signs of the Lambs, Rocky Spotlight. Okay. So you would have... Read them off one more time. Forrest Gump, okay. Casablanca, yep. Signs of the Lambs, yep. Rocky Spotlight. Okay. Joe, what would you have had? Casablanca, Rocky, Silence of the Lambs, Forrest Gump, Spotlight. I would have had Casablanca, Silence of the Lambs, Rocky, Forrest Gump, Spotlight. So just by reading off that list, I'm just letting you guys know. Casablanca, two number one votes and a number two vote. Silence of the Lambs, one number two vote, two number three votes. Rocky, a three four two. Forrest Gump, a one four four. And Spotlight fives across the board. Well, we got spot. We nailed Spotlight, guys. I'm really yeah, confident we nailed Spotlight. So, by our own admission, two people think it should be number one. One person thinks it should be number two. And Forrest Gump, two people have it at number four. One person has number one. I don't get the argument. So, so you're you're going backwards now, and we're trying to okay. I'm saying two people well, have it as the top of the five, and the other person, the other those same two people have it at their number four. That's what I'm saying. Okay, then then do it that way. Fuck it, do it that way. Good enough. So Gump's gonna. Yeah, Gump's at four. Okay. All right. So then, what's number one? Are we going by that rating system, or are we gonna? Looks like. Talk about it. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's Rocky. I, mean, I feel like those results are kind of skewed, considering, like, Forrest Gump didn't make either of our list already. And I'm just saying, for the five, if you were to order it, what would you yeah. come up with? I, 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 don't, I don't want to live in a world yes, where Casablanca that, that was... is considered lower than Forrest Gump. I just don't think it should be. I just don't. I'm sorry. But now you're... But, but okay. So does that mean Casablanca is now just just leapfrogging and now is three, or are we now saying that Casablanca is going to be in the top two? What I was the point of that exercise. I, what was the point of that exercise then? I is my is my question. The point of that exercise is I really wanted. To, Ca, Casablanca made your two and it made our ones. I wanted to see where Casablanca would rank individually to have it 
be no lower than two on our individual fives for, for the madness round and then have it drop all the way down to four was asinine to me. <laughs> I find it just as asinine that my number one is getting dropped down to number four. I don't care that it's the only one. I find that asinine. I understand what your argument is. That's fine. But now are you suggesting that Casablanca is going to be our one or our two? I think it should be. I'm just saying, based on the quality of film remaining on the list, I think Casablanca is the best one. That's my argument. So you're saying the list should be then Casablanca, whatever we slot in at two and three, Forrest Gump, then Spotlight. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I, okay. I'm one person of a three-man group, though, so. Where, who, Joe, where did you have it? Which? Or in your original list, Casablanca. One. You had it one. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Put it at one. Joe, you're okay with that? Sure, I don't know how we ended up look, getting here look, in, look, in a couple look, of minutes, look, look, look. but if you don't, no, I, I know how we got here. But if, if you don't like the way this is going, if you want to do it a different way, like or the ways we do it every show before, I understand this is a new way of doing it. But if if you would like to do that, I'm perfectly okay with that too. I just thought that was a helpful exercise because I I just can't see it, guys. I just really can't. Sure, I just want everyone to feel like they're not being screwed out of representation on the list. Is all I'm just trying. I'm the guy who's trying to placate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I it's it's to, it, at this point then like we could again we could go around in circles for hours on this particular portion of the show. And no one wants list. to hear that. Nobody wants to hear <laughs> Not that. Not for that long. But yeah, like so we're we're saying now that Rocky, the original Rocky movie, mm-hmm. is going to be higher on the list than Forrest Gump. I understand not wanting to put. Forrest Gump above Casablanca. I think that's a I think that's a fair argument to make. I don't think it's a fair argument to make that Rocky should be above Forrest Gump. You I think I'm more okay with that than sliding Casablanca at four. So if you want okay. Forrest Gump at three and Rocky at four, Joe, I don't know your thoughts on the subject. I'm more okay with that. If ever if you guys are good with that, then I'm I'm fine with that as well. That that's that's okay by me. All right, so Silence of the Lambs then goes into two. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah that's what's yeah. left, right? Gump is at three. Gump at three, Rocky at, at four, and then Spotlight. Spotlight's at five. Our clear five. Yes, clear five. I can live with this. Corey, can you live with this? I can live with this. Okay. You Matt, really you have an issue with the three-four slot. Like every show, you don't want your number one being at four for some reason. I get I, because I it respe- seems re- I respect yeah, it seems the passion, so... I respect the fire, and I think it makes for good audio. I really do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, <laughs> it just <laughs> no, no. I understand. We always walk out of here with respect. Yeah. I'm just gonna get heated when I'm gonna get heated. Sure, especially my ones going, getting knocked down from the bottom. That hurts. It hurts, boys. Well, having your one veto, it is not a great like, feeling either. Just having, none of, having a, none of your movies a, make the list is also not a great feeling. Yeah, that was, that was last week for you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just happy to have stuff on the list that I picked. It's great. <laughs> right on. All right. So after much debate and conjecture, the definitive top five. Yes. <laughs> so much conjecture. Oh Best picture winners. According to Five Movie Madness, number five, Spotlight, number four, Rocky, number three, Forrest Gump, number two, Silence of the Lambs, number one, Casablanca. Wow. Still solid. (laughs) Minus maybe Spotlight. Five good movies. 
I like Spotlight. Oh, I know. Well, I would hope so. I made your list. I like it too. I'm just more more about the jokes than anything else. Sure. Not bad. Not a bad list. Not at all. That's gonna do it for this episode of Five. Oh, what are, what were you guys protects? Oh no, do we already share protects? Uh, we can. I protected Rocky. I didn't want that to, okay. to not make it. That's, that's I thought about that. Far as That's my favorite one on this list. I protected Casablanca because yeah. I didn't realize you guys were gonna also be high on it. No man, Casablanca again. It's in the it's in the lexicon. So respect. Yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Five Movie Madness. Don't know when this is going to air. I'm not going to su- suggest what, what we're I'm going to try to line week. it up by the Oscars, okay. like near the Oscars, so it makes sense. Nice. Yeah. That's that's the best way of doing it. Uh, I guess we can plug social media. We, we sure can do can. the individual ones. You can find me on Twitter, MR underscore Janny, J-A-N-N-Y. Um. Matt Jansen, uh, in the Twitter bio, it's uh, co-host of the show. Joe, what do you got? Just in case you're, you can't find the right Matt. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I'm at Juice Clerk on Twitter. Yeah, Corey? Uh, I am at I am A-M, City Folk Soul. Uh, you can also follow my beer ventures on Instagram at For Craft's Sake. Uh, you can email us at 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That is the number five. Find us on iTunes, 5 Movie Madness. It will work with the number five or the word five. Uh, on iTunes, yeah. Yes, on iTunes. Not Twitter or email. Not Twitter or email. Our, our Twitter account for this show is at 5 Movie Madness, the number five. Uh, again, that's going to do it for this week's episode. On behalf of the three of us, have a good night, everybody.